Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Miller Lite, the official beer of our show, and it should be the, the offici- presenting sponsor of our show, Anthony. They are presenting this show. That's right, guys. Miller Lite, 96 calories and only 3.2 carbs. And Joe, the best part about Miller Lite is that we have our own link with them now. So if you want to get your beer delivered to your house or see where Miller Lite is available in your local grocery stores, simply go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports. Andy, can I just say that this is a dream come true? We worked so hard. I worked so hard to get us in a partnership with Miller Lite. And now I can go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and order my Miller Lite. It, it brings a smile to my face just saying it. Dirtballs, thank you for making this dream come true. And continue. Don't wake me up from this dream. Don't shake me awake. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and order some beers so that this dream lasts forever. Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. On that note, let's start the show. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning. How are you, Andy? I am uh, doing all right. Yeah? Hanging in there? Doing all right. You rocking the baseball cap this morning with the long hair? You look like uh, a relief pitcher. You look like uh, you know one of these... One of like the long hair in baseball has come back the last few years. Like you, you used to see it in the seventies, a lot of like long hair, and then it went away for a while. Now you got like the Josh Reddicks. You know, you you look like a you look like a millennial baseball player. Like a guy who walks up to uh you know, like rock star by the baby or something like that. It's like, Yeah, what's up, bruh? Play Played at Cal State Fullerton. Now playing on the Astros. No bags. I wish I, I wish I had that athletic prowess to to have that sort of confidence. But we'll see today on the links. Oh yeah, hitting the golf course today. That should be fun. It's such a it's such a lack of athletic pr- prowess. I feel like I feel like my athleticism with my uh, even with my broken knee. I feel like my athleticism actually hurts me on the golf course. Today, my goal is going to be to dial it back and play like I'm 75 years old. That's just taking a diss at golf. I will say the golfers now are pretty jacked. 
Some of them are, for sure. I mean, that you know, the Bryson DeChambeau fella, he's like a big dude. But like the kid who won it last week, I mean, he could he could he could sleep in my pocket. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Kepka's pretty jacked. Yeah. Dustin Johnson. I mean, these these guys are pretty fit. Yeah, they're fit guys. Sure. I mean, they're also twenty something. You know, we were we were pretty fit. Yeah. Your clubs. I I love the bag you gave me. I think it was the first golf bag. Yeah. That was ever invented. It's the original. It's the golf bag. The golf bag. It's great. It's I, it's like that vintage look. It was the homeless guy from Happy Gilmore was carrying the clubs. It yeah, it's Happy Gilmore's original bag. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's great, dude. You know, we'll we'll go out to Penmar today. We'll play with the homeless people. Oh my god. I I I am like I am trying to brace myself for that situation. It's just out of control. There's a by the way, there's a new survivor tent. Oh, I know. Closer to here, like on the on the Venice Way thing. Yeah. It's not quite the other one, but it's close. I I, I know. It's like Honestly, Venice has turned into like uh, a, an HGTV show. <laughs> it's like a show about like building yourself a structure with like nothing. It's like Naked and Afraid meets like uh, this old house with Bob Vila. It's it's a homeless. Yeah, it's a homeless. It's like HGTV. if Bob Vila were on meth, these are the homes he would build. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I never, I never really thought like, dude. I when I moved to California. I used to sit at, uh, I used to have an office job for a little bit in New York, and I used to go to this thing. I used to go to Venice, the VeniceSurfReport.com, which was like this cr- blog written by this guy who has since like died of a heart attack. He was like a young guy who died of a heart attack, but he would just write about Venice Beach and like all the hobos down by the beach and like the Venice surf scene. And I was like in love with it. And I I have spent every single day of my life in living. In California, in Venice, ten years, only Venice. Can't do it. You're done. I can't do it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about my departure in detail just yet. But I can't be here any longer. You're gone. Ven- Venice, it's, it's really dropped the ball. I'm gonna send you something that the mayor sent me. I haven't watched it yet, but it's a YouTube episode on the origins of Venice. And it was made in 2018, probably up until the last couple of years. So, I think that would be interesting to kind of see the transformation. What it like, you know, the, everybody talks about Venice, like how back in the day it was this thing, and like the idea that they ever really let like LA's premier beach town, like the such a tourist attraction, that it, that it was ever like a trash place. The idea that it was ever was always so like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Like when you look back historically, like how did they let that happen? How did they have like ballrooms and stuff in the twenties and then it turned into like where, you know, gang wars are going on near the beach. The idea that in twenty twenty we were returning to the uh, the uh, the post apocalyptic wasteland with car fires and bamboo structures on every block. It's uh it's kind of ridiculous. I need to rewatch Falling Down. I went down a rabbit hole when I was in Ohio of clips. Classic, I believe, 1992 Michael Douglas movie. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Because I think that's very fitting 
for kind of 2020, to be honest, major cities around America right yeah. now. The wheels are falling off. And you know where else the wheels are falling off? College football, Joe Prano. Uh, yeah. Now, what's the latest? I, uh, I know Pac-12... Pac-12 was the, the first to... No, Big Ten was the first to fall. Pac-12 followed? Correct. Big 12 is on the fence? No, they're playing. Big 12 is playing. ACC is playing. SEC. SEC is playing. We're literally... It's like my tweet. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it. I said, basically, it's true. If you look at the Civil War, the Mason-Dixie line... Mason-Dixon line? Yeah. Mason-Dixon line. I always do yeah. that. Uh... Obviously, the Pac-12. A lot of. I those. mean, you basically look at your. If you look at the voting breakdown, even like if you look at like blue state, red state. Yeah, and the Pac-12. Obviously, a lot of those states weren't formed during the Civil War. But look, Ohio North, Kentucky South, Big Ten, SEC. I mean, it breaks down that way, not a hundred percent accurately. And like you said. Blue state, red state. Another interesting thing is the universities overall, this is just a fact, the Pac-12 and Big Ten universities are better academically overall yeah, probably than the other, the other three major conferences. So it kind of is interesting. I, I don't want to delve too much into that, but eh. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I mean, even even the thing about academically, I mean, if you look at some schools that were like shoehorned in, like Notre Dame is kind of shoehorned into the ACC. Duke has like earned an ACC like thing over the last however many years because of their basketball team, because of because of Mike Shashevsky and a and a crazy basketball program. Like without Duke being great at basketball, Duke has nothing to do with the ACC. Like, you know. A- absolutely and like, i'm not saying there's not good schools because obviously boston college is a very good school and th- there are good yeah schools. i mean they, also you're, you take a for example boston college i mean even miami's a pretty good school uh they were but, both big east yeah exactly the big east falls apart and the acc you know eats them i'm just saying like you take some of these public schools like michigan is a top notch yeah public school yeah Northwestern, obviously, great school. You, you have a lot of... The California schools. Yeah, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but it is interesting. We're... To me, this is America right now. This is America. But it is, right? Yeah. We can't agree on whether to play football or not means we can't agree on how to fix anything, whether it's the COVID problem, social justice issues... Any sort I mean, it, of reform. It's, it's the same. It's you know. It's I honestly we we keep going back to it, and I, I to steal a phrase from Andy Ruther, beat a dead bush here, but uh, it really isn't even a. It's it's just about making money, and it's just about whatever the the people in charge feel. It's like we can make money without a backlash from these people. I don't know what Jerry Jones really cares about, but Jerry Jones announced we're going to have fans. Yeah, I saw. Because Jerry Jones knows. First of all, Jerry Jones doesn't care about anybody but Jerry Jones. So if Jerry Jones wants to put a bunch of people at risk, he doesn't give a shit. What he knows about the state of Texas, these motherfuckers are going to show up. 
and if you don't let us show up, we're going to secede. Like, they're going to fucking show up. And so he's not about to leave money on the table. So Jerry Jones is saying, we'll have fans there. Yeah. The the, the SEC and the ACC know Karen doesn't even want to fucking wear a mask to Walmart. She's definitely going to come to games if they open the fucking doors. So they're not about to leave money on the table. Yeah. And obviously by not playing, both the Pac-12 and Big Ten are they're leaving a lot of money on the table. I mean these are these are multi-billion dollar deals which are over I believe 6 years with Fox and ESPN. But they're giving up a lot. I was I was exchanging a lot of tweets with people. I'm like they're giving up a lot more. I mean when you when you give up when you're at Michigan and Ohio State and some of the schools that can pack 100,000 plus six times a year, you're giving up a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, of course you are. That was going directly to yourself. So it's a mess, and I think you and I have basically set our points too. It is interesting. I keep telling people this. It's about COVID, but it's not about COVID. Again, it's, yeah, it's the, the, not about COVID. Again, the only two conferences that have canceled were also the two conferences where the players were trying to form some sort of, and they did loosely, cohesive union-like committee. And then, and it was just those two. Yeah, and then I don't know if you read the article that I sent you while I was riding up here today, but but. Then we go to the places that are trying to play. And I know that there's a lot of, and I'm just going to say, a lot of dipshits out there. We're like, you guys are blowing this out of proportion. It's so ridiculous. Why can't people be more like Trevor Lawrence? You know, like there's a whole fucking, like if you go out there, there's a whole group of people that just want to act like this is nothing at all. Yeah. The severity of it, your opinion of that, my opinion of that. The president's opinion of that, the governor's opinion of that, friends, our friends' opinions of that, it's all going to be different. Sure. But there are people who just straight up don't want to believe that this is worth us talking about. The people that are still going like, you're just, you could die in a car accident on your way to the game. Why don't we ban cars? And you're like, oh, God, you're so fucking stupid. Well, I want to call myself out. I basically tweeted that. On March 12th. That's March 12th, dude. I, I know, but this is... I'm making a point this here. It's August. That's my point. I tweeted that on March... I looked back and I was cringing at some of my old tweets. I'm not going to delete them. They're up there. We did that video going to the Blues-Ducks game. Nick and I both talked about that the other day. How It's cringeworthy kind of at this point. I'm mocking it. It's still kind of funny. We're with Goldberg... But my point is this. Thank you for saying it was March 12th. Yeah, th- I've, uh, I've changed. I've realized this is something. Dude, it's the same as anything. Go back and watch your comedy from 10 years ago. Go back and watch anything. Like the, the, the world's changed. The amount of information that we have on this is so, is, has changed so much. And like it, it's so ridiculous that people like at this point. You're a liar if you're saying you don't know somebody that had it, you don't know somebody that died from it, you don't know somebody that was affected by it. I have family that died from it. You know what I mean? And for for somebody to sit at home and go like... It's not real. It's not real. 
Or they probably he probably fucking died from a gunshot wound and they just called it COVID. It's like, no, he didn't, you know? And, and but but the other point is to go back to it is the the article I sent you today is from a wide receiver at Florida State who says this is bullshit. They're lying about how they're handling it. They're lying about how they're testing us. They're lying about how safe they're being. I am being put at risk. And and the idea that, you know, you have Trevor Lawrence out there who's just spoon-feeding the fucking Clay Travis watchers of the world that, like, you're all going to be safer because Dabo's got you on his you're sucking Dabo's tweet teat and he's going to take care of you and make sure everybody's safe. They've never once cared about student athletes. That's the one thing everybody knows about the NCAA is they've never once for one second gave a shit about student athletes. Yeah. So the idea that they're going to protect student athletes is dumb. Yeah. And that, and that's a good point. They've set that precedent of not caring for as long as I can remember. And look, we don't know we don't know a lot of this stuff because because I, I hate when people have definitive when it comes to what's happened in twenty twenty, I hate when people have definitive understanding of the disease. Because even the medical doctors and the specialists disagree. So we don't exactly know. I'll say that much. But what we but what I do know is you do not shut down an entire world and an entire world economy over something that's fake. And also, there's look, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things. We can we can go down so many different paths of it, but like, I, I love the people who are like, this is all about the election. It's like, yeah, a lot of fucking Europeans have died for Donald Trump to like not get reelected. Also, I love the people that are like. The, the fucking the freedom fighters out there in the world who are like, I'm not going to let my freedom be taken away. Here's, here's what I say to those people. One fucking dude, one dude, either really or fictitiously in a plot, one dude tried to take a matchbook to his shoe on an airplane, and every single one of you fucking pussies takes every one of your belongings and sprawls them into different bins at the airport, then lets the TSA look at your naked body. That's pretty good. That's a good they, point. They, you're, the TSA knows how little your dick is. Very very small. Because you're just like, fucking body scanner. One guy. I don't do that, by the way. I, I go, fucking pat me down. I don't fucking go through because one dude in what was probably a sham to sell body scanners was probably a fucking sham to make a bunch of money. Oh, oh, you don't want to do that? Well, pay us $85 and then you can skip the line. But none of you fucking pussies do that. But you're all like, 160,000 people died. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. You're like, it, it, it's just like, I love it when people just get all bold and like, I'm not going to let my freedoms get taken away. Yeah. Guess what, guy who won't wear a mask? I know how little your dick is because you fucking casually walk through the fucking body scanner so you can go to the fucking Clemson game. I'm getting there to play to go down to Clemson to see the boys take on the other boys in the football game. But I'm not wearing the goddamn mask. 
mean, those are good points. I'm not, I, I can't really argue that. Look, there's hypocrisies everywhere. I get that. But bringing it back to football, and I'm glad you brought up Dabo. I have just a nickname for him. He's just Dabo the dumbass for me now. Dabo the dumbass. Just even. I hope they cancel college football forever. He just. He says stuff that is. It's just. You're a fucking idiot. He's such an idiot. Yesterday he said that. Minus the two conferences, and minus a bunch of conferences, by the way. Every conference but two. Every conference but, but three. three. Every and, conference but the money-making conferences. I think. Now, I'm not sure if there's other ones playing. Anyway, when asked if the Big Ten and Pac-12 not playing damages the meaning of a title, the best, the four best teams can go play. We've seen one of those four for five years in a row. So in my opinion, it doesn't change anything for us. We're just trying to be the best Clemson we can be. Whoever you play every week, you try to win that game. So basically, he's saying no. This is another awful take. (laughs) Awful take. It's unbelievable. So you mean to tell me taking out, I don't know, a team like Ohio State, or Michigan, or Oregon, or Wisconsin doesn't diminish the tie. It does, dude. There's five power conferences. And especially a team like Ohio State, who's there every single year. Can you imagine in the NBA if you just took out like a powerhouse? And said, no. Of course it diminishes the title. It's such a shit take from a shithead. I mean, I don't even know who won. Did they? Did Clemson win last year? They lost to LSU. Okay. After beating Ohio State, and they were getting smoked by Ohio State earlier. Came back, won the game. I'm just saying, in the semifinals, it's 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 such a bad take. Well, it's it's stupid. But he doesn't. It's look. All he is trying to do is keep the the dumbasses interested. No, man. It was just Clemson and fucking North Carolina State. And we play 11 times. Whoever wins six is the world champion. He's the Judah Friedlander of of college football coaches. He's just wearing world champion hat. He is. I mean, he wore a Football Matters shirt. <laughs> Bro. Like, that sums it up. I, I, I don't even care. To me, you, you don't even have to relate that to the Black Lives Matter. You Like, to even think that, like, a football matters. I, I, Andy, if you dig deep into the football matters, uh, into the actual football matters, people, you, you'd be surprised where that money's going. In fact, I would argue... It's going to fight... Uh, it's, going to, it's going to... They're spending a lot of money trying to prove CTE doesn't exist. It's a fucking, you know... I'd argue at this point, for me, if I could punch any college f- coach in the face, Dabo's the most punchable. He's such a redneck idiot. How did he become so successful? Like, I am mind blown. How did he become, because he is, he's an extremely successful coach. I mean, his, how, how did this happen? You know, I would like to see... He was the interim if, if, coach. If, if we can't, if we can't do, if we can't have the full games, let's just have coach fights. 
Because I'd like to see LSU defend their title by having Coach O just beat the shit out of Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. So you want to hear some Andy Ruther? I, uh, I don't care COVID. I don't care about AIDS, HIV, cancer. I don't care about nothing. I want to get in there. I want to take down Dabo. I choke Dabo to death. Give me the ring. Give me the diamond football. I'm going to fuck Dabo up. This guy, football matters. Football does matter. But, that, but wear a t-shirt that says that's just stupid. <laughs> it ain't go football. It's go Tigers. That's the thing. Go Tigers. Yeah. I'm going to beat Dabo's ass. We're going to be the only Tigers left. We're fighting for the name of the be a Tiger. Oh, two Tigers in up, one Tiger leave. After that, you got to change your name. The goddamn Clemson Turtles or whatever the fuck you guys, the Clemson Rocks. Whatever the fuck you guys touch on your way to the stadium. Oh, you go buy or you going to be a rock? The Clemson Pet Rocks. <laughs> For the, the novelty toy from the 1960s. Every kid had one. Dabo had one. Dabo got pet rocks in his brain. Two tigers and the one tiger leaves. I got a spoiler for you. It's us. I'll beat the shit out of every man, woman, child. Your name is Dabo. I'm going to kick your ass up and down the block. You want to hear some? Every valley, death valley when I'm fighting in it. You want to hear some Andy Ruther rug nugs? Yeah, ruggle nuggles. Some Wall Street Journal inspired rug nugs. The Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So last year, advertisers spent... $1.16 billion on national TV advertising for college football games. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yep. It's over a billion dollars. ESPN made, a, made $418 million off regular season games. Uh, Fox made $165 million. And uh, the national championship game alone brought ESPN $85 million in advertising. Wow. So, I mean, look, there's a lot of money at stake here. I I don't want to diminish that. There is a lot of money at stake here. Um, and I think that is the reason. Again, th- these are not the NFL contracts because you're splitting it amongst conferences. But there's a lot of money at stake. And again, just to reiterate my stance, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were the only conferences where the players formed a group I mean, Dabo was on the Dabo. Another one, right? Wasn't he like, I support players associations. Th- these are different than unions. <laughs> like he, Dabo doesn't even know the fuck a union is. Again, how did they, how, dude, the NFL Players Association is the players union? He's like, he's like, I, I support uh, the players associations, but uh, I, I'm not sure about unions. Unions, that's what Democrats do. <laughs> I don't know how this worked for him. He became the interim coach in 2008. I did a show at Clemson in 2008 when he was the interim coach. And when I was down there, that was the big talk. Will they bring him back? Because he came in middle of the season. Here we are, 12 years later. Most successful coach in Clemson history. Turned him into a powerhouse. How? How? Dude, say what you want about some of these. Football brain is different than regular brain. He's, and, and college football, and, and also college football 
and college basketball, college college coaching is different than professional coaching. And we've seen how many when's the last time a college coach went to the NFL and just was a fucking slam dunk success and still still killing it. Harbaugh? Harbaugh did great. Harbaugh did great and then fell off and then went back and He was prematurely fired in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. But but you also look at it's But, but although the NFL really does use a lot of the scheme offensively from college. Right. I actually read a great article about that but, the other day. But the, the to make yourself a powerhouse in college, way more to do with recruiting than scheme. True. Dabo's showing up with a fucking cross and a football matter shirt. But I, and but, he's praying over fucking dinner. But that's what's confusing. He's going me. to goddamn church with these people. And, you know. I'm just thinking these guys. The creator wants you to come to Clemson. I spoke to him. I was asleep in my bed, quietly sleeping in twin beds next to my wife. We hold our hands. We both wear footy pajamas so we don't have any sexual activity because we have our children. We're all done having children, so no reason to have sexual intercourse if we're all done having children. We hold hands and match in bathtubs, and I woke up in a cold sweat. And the creator said to me, he said, Dabo, you get up in the morning, and you put on your best Football Matters t-shirt, and you go down there, and you get Jamal Wilkinson to Clemson. That is your job. You are to get Jamal to Clemson. And his, Jamal's mom's like, ah, you talk to the Lord. But guys defend him still. That That's what's still confusing me, right? Like, he says, in my opinion, a lot of ignorant, stupid shit but the DeAndre Hopkins of the world, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watsons, all these guys, man, and he's and he's got some players, and he's got some great players that have been amazing in the NFL. They all defend him. There's something going on there. I mean, Deshaun Watson was in high school. This guy visits, tells him he talks to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Next thing you know, the guy's like the fourth overall pick in the NFL. I mean, you got to believe, I guess. Twelfth, but yeah. Whatever. I feel you. You know, you know what we need to relax us? We're kind of fired up this morning. A nice cold Miller Lite, Joe Prano. Oh, Andy, I cannot wait for my first Miller Lite of the day. We're we going to golf here in a couple hours. I'm going to line that golf bag I have with Miller Lights. We're going to hit the course. It's honestly the only thing that keeps me. I threw, I threw a club yesterday. It's the only thing that keeps me from throwing more clubs. Cracking Miller Lite. Drinking the the official light beer, the official every kind of beer of the Dirty Sports Podcast. I love Miller Light. I love it so much. I said it in our pre-roll ad. I'll say it again. The fact that I can sit here in front of presented by Miller Light is is truly a dream come true. I had very few dreams in life, right? I'm checking them off one at a time. One of them be sponsored by Miller Light. Here's something you're going to see it today when we hit the golf course. This is this is. This Miller Lite, I want you to know, I'm doing. I did this on my own. My golf balls, Andy, have my face on them with me wearing a Miller Lite hat. When I hit my golf ball today, it's my golf game will be sponsored by Miller Lite. Amazing. Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered. By going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and find the delivery options near you. 
Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So once again, if you're going to get some Miller Lite, if you're going to... you should. Of course. And you want to have it delivered to your house or you want to see the local grocery stores or providers that do carry Miller Lite. Support the show. Support our friends at Miller Lite and go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports miller light.com forward slash dirty sports send me a picture of you drinking your miller light this summer send me a picture of you visiting miller light.com forward slash dirty sports support this show we're we're doing it send something to the nba bubble too yeah see i love the nba bubble you know the games have been good Andy, I'm not going to deny that. Everybody, you know, it's so funny because it's it's one of those things again where like you talk about the you know, everything it's hard to avoid the politics of everything at this point, right? But like I go on certain things and people are like, "Oh, can't watch the NBA cuz of a political message and blah 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 blah." Take all of that out of it for a second. The 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 fact of the matter is the NBA set up a situation specifically around avoiding fans entirely, avoiding travel. They they aggressively attacked trying to bring their league back while vehemently limiting their players, uh, you know, possibility of getting coronavirus and And it's been the best product hands down well i want to throw some love to the nhl too same system because we haven't done that yet it's been an amazing product so far the games have been amazing i've watched a lot you watch a lot of hockey a fair amount i mean it's the second tv yeah but my point is they they have had the same success as far as people contracting covid the bubble working. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, look at the difference between the NBA, the NBA slash NHL and Major League Baseball. Yeah. Huge difference. Huge difference. The Cardinals, again, like you said, have played five games. Five games. The The NBA bubble is awesome. The, that's the bottom line. It's been awesome. I don't know. I haven't watched because saying we need education reform on the back of your jersey makes makes me want to fucking blow up the Capitol, well, storm, storm the Capitol well, with my machine guns. Well, well, look, I will say it can be cringeworthy at times. You know what else can be cringeworthy? Having Bumble on the front of your shirt. I agree. Having GE on the front of your shirt. I, being being. I, uh, I said all that. I Hold know. Hold on. You remember when I, when they were getting ads? Remember how much I was against that? But but again. It goes to the same point. The point is, is like how it helps move the the whole thing along, right? So we're now saying we're gonna put ads on the jerseys to make money, so that we don't have to do this and this and this and this. Every stadium is gonna be a corporate sponsor, so that we don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be a taxpayer thing. We're gonna do this. Like there's a reason behind it, and the idea that that's where we draw the line. My my point is is like I totally said who cares like if that's the if that's what 
is going to make the NBA not be a pay-per-view event or keep ticket prices lower or whatever. It's like there's going to be Bumble on the corner of the shirt. Yeah, of course it's cringeworthy. Of course it is. Who wants a dating app on the fucking corner of their jersey? But at the same time, if that's what helps move the game forward. So, but my point is, if you're just accepting that and you're and you're saying, I'm not going to go watch the NBA anymore because they sell out to corporations. Well, then why are you saying I'm not going to watch the NBA anymore because they sell out for things they actually matter to them? And that's what I appreciate about it is like they're letting each one of these guys choose what they want to or what they don't want to put on their jerseys. But I think the problem. And then also then you have the hypocrisy of everybody hates LeBron James. Shut up and dribble. Then LeBron James doesn't put anything on his jersey. Now he's an asshole who doesn't support the cause. Well, I think the China thing is, I mean, that's the elephant in the room that everyone knows. It's just, it's, it's just the blatant, for me in particular, it's just the blatant hypocrisy of a league, which I'm not even talking about the Daryl Morey stuff. I'm talking about the ESPN expose, right, that came out that was a NBA-sponsored, sanctioned disaster of human rights violations which, in my opinion, conveniently came out the same day that the NBA returned. But whatever. I can get past that per- but, but, but personally. But what, but what I don't understand. What are you saying? The hypocrisy of who? The NBA. Of the league as a whole. Exactly. Okay. That's a whole other situation. It is and it isn't. When you, when you Holding sit- the players accountable for the actions of the league as a whole isn't really fair. When you sit... Fair enough... But when you sit on this, on this pedestal, it's like saying the NFL players are responsible for there being the the NFL blatantly disregarding CTE for thirty years. But when you sit on a on a pedestal of promoting something and do the complete opposite in a different country, you look like a hypocrite. But with that being said, I think for me, look, I can get past. But all what that the shit. NBA see that what the NBA did in terms of the social justice thing. The NBA as a league didn't want to do that. What the what the NBA as a league did is they realize how important their players are. That's the difference between the NBA and Major League Baseball and the NFL. The NFL, and I've said this before, will finish this year because the NFL doesn't give a fuck about its players. They don't give a fuck about one single guy in the league. They don't care. If Tom Brady dies... They don't care. They replace him with another dude. You will be playing quarterback for the L.A. Rams before they cancel the season. You, you are, you are two hundred and seventy-five thousandth on the list, most qualified person in America, if that high, to be the quarterback of the Rams. But they will keep going because they don't give a shit about their players. The NBA does. The NBA is majority black, and those black people are are in. The last couple months, forget what happened all, but before that, but in the last couple months with the whole George Floyd thing and the after and the riots and the protests or whatever, those people are like, this is our moment. And the NBA is going, you guys want this? You guys get this because we know how valuable our players are. We know that we sell tickets for people to come see LeBron James. Way less people in the NBA care about their team as opposed to the NFL where 
that you you can see it in the NFL. Brett Favre goes from the Packers to the fucking Vikings, and everybody's like, "Cool, fuck Brett Favre." You in the, in the NBA, you'll never see this in the NFL. In the NBA, Kyrie goes to the Celtics. A Kyrie fan is now a Celtics fan. A Kyrie fan is now a Nets fan. You have these fans that follow their players. And that's, and that's fine, but it also does not, again, negate the blatant hypocrisy. That, that's all I'm saying. Look, it doesn't, it doesn't mean— My I'm, point is if, the, if, the N, if NBA players were like, yo— Who, who fu- by the way, a guy like LeBron James, is the biggest fucking hypocrite. I'm just going to say, I can watch LeBron. I, I can't even look at his Twitter now. You, you, he is a walking definition of stands for not much, dude. If, if you're pro, you can't be pro Kamala, Kamala Harris and pro Black Lives Matter because she literally hides DNA evidence. This is this is all I'm saying. Like this is where I do get like, fuck you, dude. Just put, like like, do you see what I'm saying? It's really tough, but Joe. you're also but you're also picking out one guy who's standing for the what like to to criticize. But what does he Le- stand for? LeBron James, like educate yourself before you say shit, dude. But I feel like LeBron James is fairly educated on a lot. Like I think that thing- he's clearly not if he's supporting someone who literally did awful things. But again, to keep people but now, but now, but now, black but all, men all, all in jail. You're, all you're doing now is taking a. Uh, an issue with something I've taken an issue with, whatever, which is the lesser of two evils situation. Yeah, but, but that have... is what he believes he's doing. That is what he believes he's doing. He believes he's supporting the lesser of two evils. It's a bad stance, and man. Of course it's a bad stance. Of course it's a bad stance. I've been saying that for as long as possible. But now you're fighting, uh, like, to to that doesn't make him a hypocrite. That makes him that makes him stupid to the tune of a lot of people. I agree. And a lot of people in this country. Look, I agree, but I, but I am. I and there's am, a lot smarter and more educated people than LeBron James who are going to vote for the lesser of two evils, and and what is it going to do? It's gonna it's gonna keep continue the process in the United States of being run by basically the same people, no matter which side you vote for. And I agree. Look, we agree there, but but I'm I'm officially on on that stuff. I'm burnt out. And that, and you're right. That includes my own family members. I, I'm not going to have these discussions because, literally, to me, that sentiment—you nailed it—is just going to perpetuate. But that doesn't make things. you a hypocrite, in my opinion. Okay. Well, we can disagree that. And and, I, uh, and honestly, the other the other thing about even the China thing with a lot of the NBA guys, I don't think that makes them a hypocrite because they're they're fighting. To, to have social justice messages that are directly related to being a young black man in America and putting that higher on your on your list of things that you care about than other things, like, that doesn't make you a hypocrite. I Like, for me to care if the ocean is clean as opposed to the pipeline in, you know, North Dakota doesn't make me a hypocrite. It makes me go, I'm living at the beach in California. Fucking the you know what goes on in the in North Dakota. Look, I got my own problems. I, I but I, look, we don't have to agree on the hypocrisy thing. I do think someone like LeBron is, again, it's fine. It's it's we don't have to agree. I think he is a giant hypocrite. I think a lot of these guys are. Again, I, I know I am too. 
So, look, I just, my thing on this, since we're all hypocrites, in my opinion, is just I don't like the blatant virtue signaling when, when, when it's— you know, who's a, you know who the biggest virtue signalers in the whole world are? People who say virtual signaling. Because what, what people say when they say is, you're not allowed to care about things. Because if you care about things, then you're, you're just doing it for attention. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. That's what that's what everybody who accuses people of virtue signaling all the time are doing. You're saying that it can't matter just because you put it out there, it can't matter to you. What I'm saying is you can care about things, but how you handle it is very important, I think, and how certain people handle things. And it's it's really tough to see virtue signaling commercials from Nike when we know what goes on. That, that that's all I'm saying. Like it's Oh, um, uh, like a Forbes 500 corporation is playing to the masses for the sole purpose of making money? Yeah, Nike's run a piece of shit. Nike's fucking, congratulations, you figured out that major corporations give zero fucks about anybody but money. But just just be that way. And, and, And you know, that's been my stance all along, whether it's... You could buy Black Lives Matter t-shirts and MAGA t-shirts on Amazon.com because they don't give a fuck. Exactly. They're like, just fucking buy them. Exactly. Yeah. So congratulations. Like, I hope it didn't take you this long to figure out that every major corporation gives zero fucks about you. If you die no, and you didn't. forget to turn off your credit card fucking monthly like recurring charges, they are just as happy as if you were alive. No, it, di- it didn't take me this long. I- I'm just like... I think I've been consistent, at least through this show, that it gets to a certain point with all this stuff where I'm just like, like the breast cancer stuff. Remember how frustrated I was? Stand up to cancer. The American flag. Dude, it goes it goes both ways. Right. That's all I'm saying. Like, but, but my problem with the people complaining about the NBA is the NFL is 100% male. And then every October, they do a sham event where they try to sell pink jerseys and pink gloves and they auction off the game warden pink shit. Exactly. And they give 0% of it to breast cancer research. It's all bullshit. They give 10% of it. They keep 90%. They give 10% to the Susan G. Komen fund, which is a sham of a fund that doesn't help breast cancer at all, that has been exposed as a basically a fucking lying, cheating, like gross, the the CEO makes ten billion dollars, and and it's for breast cancer awareness. Okay, that's that's a sham. The NBA is eighty nine percent black, and they're talking about Black Lives Mattering. If you, if you, way, have I'm, not, a prop- I'm not calling that a sham. You know, I know that, right? But I'm saying if you, the people who who are saying I can't watch because of this, then don't watch because you never cared in the first place. What you're saying is, which I have gone back to all the way back to the original Colin Kaepernick thing is, I like to watch you guys do the thing I like you to do. When you do the thing I don't like you to do, that's when I get upset. Well, fuck you. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. We are telling you we matter. If you don't want to watch, then don't fucking watch. And I have no problem with that either. It, it like it's unbelievable. We, this is something the NBA has struggled with for a long time. People being like, ah, they don't. These guys, you know, they just don't care about defense. Like the underlying criticism, uh, the underlying message of every criticism of the NBA. The '90s were better when they were more hardworking. It's racism. 
I hate to say it, but it's racism. The way people, oh, they, they don't play defense. It's just so lazy. Oh, scoring's up in the NFL. Scoring's up in Major League Baseball. How come, how come pitchers aren't lazier these days? How come, how come defenses in the NFL are uh, such lazy defenses every time Patrick Mahomes plays against them? Just this lazy, carefree attitude about defense. This, uh, everybody's just walking and everybody's... No, athletes are getting better. Offenses are getting more advanced. Patrick Mahomes scores 35 points a game because the guy's got a fucking cannon and can throw on the run and has uh, track stars as receivers. It's not that the defense is lazy these days. These lazy millennial 3-4 defenses. The underlying message to that is people are racist because the blacks are the majority of the NBA. I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. When is Have you heard laziness and they don't care enough about defense in the NBA? I just think that's uneducated people who don't watch the game. Because the NBA, Joe, I mean... So, uneducated people I, I, who... I, I know, but hold on. The, the NBA, if you go back to the 80s and 90s, was still majority black. We know this. The majority? Yeah, absolutely. It, it might even be more white now with the Europeans, to be honest, who have infiltrated the league. But this is something that people have been saying since... The, like, what people love to do... What the fucking Sam Tripolis of the world love to do is go back and act like the this era before was this golden era. You can go back. I remember in the nineties, people going like, "I don't watch the NBA. It's fucking just oh, it's everybody's traveling. It's all laziness. Oh, these guys don't care. Blah blah blah." And you're like, "The fuck are you talking about?" But no one does that with football. No one goes like, "Oh man, the Big Twelve is a super lazy conference." Just 65, 60 games, just super lazy defenders. I, I, look, I don't know what that is. I, I, I think that's a weird boomer sort of nostalgia thing. And I'm not saying that there couldn't be elements of race. Scoring in hockey's up. These guys, they're just getting that much more skilled. I'm not saying that there's not racial overtones or, or racist overtones at times because I'm sure there is. I'm not denying it. I think a lot of that, again, is just nostalgia for the age or whatever it is. But the bubble so far has o- fucking awesome. Has obviously been extremely entertaining. Obviously, I said I struggled with the fans, that, but that's a whole different discussion. But like the other day when it was Den, was it Denver versus Portland when Dane yep. went off? Yep. That I was watching, and he had sixty. I mean, that's that's an entertaining game, bro. All of these games, are, like the 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 bubble has been super entertaining. Like the 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 Wizards were the only team on the bubble of the bubble in the East. They lost every single game. The East has been basically locked and loaded. The West, there was four teams within a game of that final spot. Above that, you have. Uh, I believe it would be like what the three, four, five, or the four, five, six. We're all separated by a couple games. Well, I have it right now. So, like the whole thing has been jockeying for position, guys. Like teams to they're, get. They're in. separated by four, five, six. Are OKC, Houston, and Utah? They're all within a game of each other. Yeah. And then there's a and then there's a gap. 
And then the and then you have the teams fighting for the eight seed, which are Portland, Memphis, and Phoenix. Phoenix, and San Antonio was in the mix until basically yesterday. And two of those teams are going to get to play play in, and the scoring's going to be up because the shooting in the in the gym is easier than it is when you have a backdrop of a Staples Center or a Madison Square Garden with the like a a dark open backdrop in the background, and then today's going to be pretty. And nuts. then people are going to be like, oh, I don't know, the NBA is lazy in the playoffs. These guys are fucking insane athletes. Well, the best athletes you, but, in the world. But you have to just tune those people out. They're not watching. Like you and I sit down. I, we've like I have games on all day. I, I watch sports are on my. I have two TVs in the wall. They're, they're on all day. I'm actually watching, or at least you know there's something going on. Sports-wise, in my back, people aren't watching. You got to just tune those people out. I know it's not always easy. Yeah, a lot of those people are major media personalities. But you got to just tune them out. I'm just saying those people expose themselves. Because like I hopped, it's, it's it's exposing yourself. Like I hopped on Facebook the other day. Um, I only, you know, as you know, I I only I haven't used Facebook in over two years for my personal. I only use it to for Messenger or something with Dirty Sports. And I saw a comedian I knew who who did one of those rants about how he can't watch the NBA because of the social justice or whatever you want to call it. And how does it affect you? I, I know, but look, I wanted to respond to him because, again, I just made my point known. There's a lot of hypocrisies, but it's not going to affect me not to watch the game. I wanted to respond to him, dude, what about kind of what we talked about? I, I was would get just as annoyed with the breast cancer stuff or the faux patriotism. Is it faux or faux? Why well, I always do that? I don't know. You didn't take French, obviously. So I, you know, I wanted to say that to him, but I'm like, it's not. It's there, there's no point. Like, like those people are idiots. M- my advice would be to just t- tune them out and enjoy what we have. And if people can't do it, they can't do it. Look, I know I know the ratings aren't good right now cuz they're playing games at noon on a weekday. The NBA playoff ratings are going to be great. Mark I don't my, mark my words. I don't know what NHL's ratings, you know, I don't know what the league's playing right now ratings are. I don't know what Major League Baseball's ratings. I I, I don't know what they are. Um the games have been fun to watch. And also, guess what? Here's the thing about ratings. It's about advertisers. The, the the numbers, it doesn't, like, the NBA doesn't give a shit if 65-year-old men who are huddled in a fucking bunker with their 401k are watching the NBA. They care about the 18 to 34s. They care about the target demographics of their advertisers. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all niche marketing these days. The idea that it's like, oh, ratings are down. Every old ass person who hasn't bought a single thing in the last decade is would rather be watching fucking, you know, the the fucking dipshit on Fox News. Is like the NBA is like, we don't care. We don't need that person. We are trying to sell products to people. Oh, the guy who's never bought Nikes in his life, a guy who has 47 pairs 
of fucking white New Balances in his fucking thing. One for mowing the lawn. One for fucking when he goes to the fucking store. The guy who's buying fucking dad shoes. We care about the dudes out there who are going to buy the new Kyries, buy the new KDs, buy the new LeBrons. That's who we care about. It's just like anything else. So the dads aren't buying the new Kyries? No, they're not. They're buying fucking dad shoes. When did New Balance become the dad shoe? Somewhere around its creation. I mean, their original shoe was like a suede, gray, and navy, like, jogger. Who do you want for this eighth seed? And then who do the... By the way, I want to say something about this system that's unfair. The one gripe that I have. It's not fair to the Lakers. To what? Because they're going to find out last who they play. By a day? Eh, it's kind of not fair. I don't think that the, I don't think that it matters. I mean, that could that could happen in the NBA no matter what. You could have you, the the last spot is always going to be the one that's up for grabs, right? And also like you might it, like on any given year, you could have had a, a, a tie at the end and, and the tiebreakers tell you who fucking gets in. Well, if I'm the Lakers... You, you don't want to play Portland. Fuck no. I mean, obviously you'd prefer to play uh, Memphis. Sure. But it's not like Phoenix... Phoenix has in, in, been insane in the bubble. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's crazy. But, like, also if you're the Lakers, basically what you're saying if you're the Lakers is you want to play Memphis. But, like... Everybody's got to play some like do you want to play Portland any less than you want to play the Mavericks? Then you want to play but that's not an option. But that's my point is like they're still having to go up against the 8th seed. If I'm the Lakers, of course I'd rather play Memphis, but like you can't be spo- like you're going to have to beat everybody at some point. I know, but right, it's a war of attrition and longer series, longer wear and tear, and, and just it's just yeah. You, but also, wouldn't you rather have that a dangerous team like that earlier on? I'd almost rather play my the team I'm afraid of first than second or third. Charles Barkley thinks the the Blazers are going to the finals. I know that's a hot take, and and you know me, I I, I low key kind of root for the Blazers. I love CJ. I, re- I really like Dame. I hate Carmelo Anthony more than I've ever hated any basketball player that's ever walked the face of the that's earth. That's why he's going to lead them to the finals. No. That's why that's why they're not going to get to the finals. But but didn't Charles Barkley predict them going to the finals like last year or something? Like He predicts a lot of things. Yeah. He needs an L chain. Well, Joe, the eighth seed is up for grabs tonight. Guys are going to be watching. Dirtballs, you're going to be watching. While you're watching the NBA game, make sure you download the Stakes app. That's S-T-A-K-E-S. Downloading it while I'm opening it up right now. A free new app that takes game time to another level. You just watch the game and you answer live questions in the app and you can win real cash. It's sort of like HQ Trivia meets live sports, meets your group chat, The best part is that it's totally free to download and free to play. I love it because it asks game questions in real time, if I said that correctly. I think you did. Did I accurately say that? Yeah. 
So if you're watching tonight's games, and there's going to be some good ones, right? Who's playing tonight? Let's let's look at the schedule. If you're watching today, there's actually games going on right as we speak. If you're watching today and tonight's games, and you want to know Dallas at Phoenix, it might ask you questions like, will Devin Booker have a three-pointer before the next timeout? Yeah. And I love that. It'll ask questions like that, and the best part is you can play on the Stakes app. Again, S-T-A-K-E-S, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, when that comes out, it's all there. NHL, it's all there. We have a private group chat for Dirty Sports. So after you download Stakes from the App Store, enter our group code, which is DIRTY. Joe's in it right now. And you can chat and compete with us. You can talk trash to Joe and I while we're in the Stakes app. Talk trash to other dirt balls. Plus, Stakes is offering our private group members special game perks that increase your chances of winning free cash, homie. Stakes is currently only available on iPhones and iPads. Play for free, no credit card or purchase necessary. So while you're watching these final games and also playoffs, this isn't going anywhere. Get your Stakes app open. Join our group chat. Put in dirty. Talk trash. Win some cash. I love it. Andy, let me ask you an NBA question. Sure. Which team has the lowest seed that you think could, in some realm, higher than 0% chance, win the NBA title? Like, do you think Portland could get the 8 seed and win the NBA title? No. I don't. Do you think the Dallas Mavericks could win the NBA title? I like Dallas. They're fun to watch, but no. You don't, you have a 0% chance. I didn't say 0. Right. Well, that's my question. What what team has a, some shot to win the title but the lowest seed? Hmm. I mean, the Rockets are currently what? 5? Five? Five. Westbrook's going to be hurt, though, for... Some of the first series, it sounds like, which will be a tough series for them. If they're five, they'll be matched up with who? Oklahoma City? Yeah, that'd be a four or five. Denver's a three. The Clippers a two. Lakers one, of course. Then you move to the east. The Pacers? No. Now, the Sixers are a mess. Simmons is out for the year, which yeah. we haven't even talked about. I would have to go with like a three seed. So who's that? You you think Celtics or Nuggets? I I, I don't I well first of all your Rockets it's just my Rockets. Yeah, you love D'Antoni. It's yeah. just D'Antoni could be coaching the fucking small ball is Sixers. It's just to me it's it's money ball. It it works. It's successful. Come playoff time. But it's the bubble. Like, how many threes can you hit is my question. In the bubble? I guess we're about to find out that answer. I mean, I think the Rockets have more than a 0% chance. I didn't say zero. And and I, th- and I actually think, I think the Mavericks, you know, I could see the Mavericks team, I don't think they will, but I could see a Mavericks team getting through a Clippers team and then being hella dangerous. I don't think they will get through. I think the Clippers, I think I think the Mavs are too young. 
I think, uh, you know, but I've seen I've seen a Carlisle Mavs team shock the world before. Three will be the three point shooting will also be important for them. Yeah, it's actually gonna be important for a lot of teams because the Lakers can't hit them. Yeah. Toronto, man, flying under the radar for some reason. Nobody's giving them respect. I mean, I'm giving them respect. Number two seed. That's why you know a a lot of people. I talked to, with Chris Wilde about this. He kind of he kind of penciled the uh, the Bucks in to the NBA Finals from the East, and I was like, I don't think I, I said first of all bubble craziness in general, but also you're just completely writing off Toronto. Yeah, I don't like that. So the playoffs start on this weekend? I believe so, right? Because the, the games end tomorrow. Yeah. The playoffs start the 17th. So that would be Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they end they end tomorrow, so they'll get Saturday, Sunday off. They start Monday. Yeah. Which I'm sure is set up so that, like, bigger games end up on weekends again. Did you— uh, they play, They'll play every other day, essentially, in the playoffs. In the bubble, less travel and all, which I like. Speed these playoffs up. Sure. Let's talk a little hard knocks. Let's do it. You seem to have issues with the first episode. I think I just thought it was boring. It's I just, liked it. It's just it's just like a coronavirus. Uh, like, what are they going to do though? No, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, there's still to me. I think within this, there's still stories to tell. I thought they did. What the stories they told are everybody's getting tested. Sean McVay and Sean McVay drinks rose. And can we uh, talk about Sean McVay right now? I mean, I saw a great tweet that said like I think it was from a Chargers fan who said like our coach making barbecue, their coach drinking rose. I'm like <laughs> solid tweet. But Sean McVay is it, he's an extremely likable person. Yeah. Just after that one episode. Like, I think he's got personality. He's cracking. I think both of the coaches are super likable. I agree. I, I think Anthony Lynn is likable as well. But I think I think McVeigh is like, you kind of want to be him. You're like, you got this smoking hot Instagram model fiance, his house set up, he's teaching his pit bull how to play basketball. He's very like he seems like a player's coach. Obviously, he's very young, but you can also see he doesn't fuck around, right? Like he he likes his visor, his new face face visor. I, I agree. You know, you know what? Where can I get one of those? I I think McVeigh is. Right. I want to see people's facial expressions. Amazon. He told you in the episode where where to get one. The coach was like, "I just bought a bunch of these on Amazon," and then he comes out wearing it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I get that, I get that this is the world right now. But like, I don't really need a whole in depth thing on like they're all zooming in for meetings. Like, you know who else is zooming in for meetings? Fucking everybody. Like, I've but, been but living again, this life. Like, I get that that was going to be the NFL's life. But, but like, I need ten minutes on how they're setting up the locker room for social distancing. I like, thought it was interesting, but again, just, to me, it was just boring. But again. 
we discussed this last episode on our show. The producers of Hard Knocks and HBO, they're handcuffed. Like, what can't... There's a lot of things they probably can and can't do because of COVID itself. I, I get it. I, I'm just talking from an entertainment standpoint. I liked it. I, I, I thought it was boring as shit. I was like, this, this is an infomercial about coronavirus. And it's like, I just think that obviously that's a factor and obviously it's going to be a part of the show but it have to be the whole 60 minutes but i don't think it was i didn't get that vibe what, what? I, I loved seeing some insight into mcveigh into anthony lynn uh him grilling by the way walt ruther would be proud my dad is a staunch charcoal i mean every real person every real griller is i i mean i i couldn't be more in agreement with that. I mean, sometimes the gas is just, it's a convenience thing, you know, but real men use charcoal. Yeah. That's just a fact. Like, shout out to uh, Andy Lazarus, who has like a setup grill in his backyard that's like built into his thing, and it's a charcoal grill. Like, he, it, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's not one of those like round Webers, but like he opens it up, this beautiful outdoor like grilling area uh, every time. Does it with charcoal? It really is good. My so my dad has, he's got the round Weber. I love the Weber. Like I think I just think Weber. And is. I I will say after spending three months there, versus now coming back and I grill a lot here, even though I'm going to get COVID from the grill here in Savage Town. It's so much better charcoal. Yeah. And I did like Anthony Lynn. That's backstory about Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland just gets so much bad press. I mean, Cleveland just gets... I, I feel like Cleveland gets the fairest press of all time. It just happens to be bad. Poor Cleveland. I liked I liked the Jalen Ramsey stuff, though. Yeah. By the way, I like how he handled that. Yeah. I Shout out to Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, obviously, is... The only thing I didn't like is he went back. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been like, fuck you guys. You know, he gets... A, you know, he's obviously a... a a flamboyant player who talks a lot of trash and has been very open on his feelings. That's that's like, but I mean, that's that position. Yeah, I think that's what you have. You have to believe. You have to have aggressive belief in yourself to be a lockdown corner, or because be, it is a it is a tough position. It is corner wide receiver. I think you know they come from that same mold. I love how he handled it though. Like these these dork. Cheddar Dick reporters who are like, oh well, so it doesn't. Do you think he's coming back, man? Actually, I can't speak on that, Mike. So it's gonna be hard to say. We'll see. Uh, well, maybe I should have asked him for the eighth time uh, how he feels about entering the season without a contract. And he handled it great from the start of just saying, I don't know what else you want from a guy who says, well, my, my agent and the team is handling it. I think that's the most professional response, and these dorks, who, by the way, I think have a little, maybe a little balls because they're not in the room with them. Sure. They're doing this via Zoom. Yeah, I agree. I, he shouldn't have gone back in the room. Yeah. I I mean, that was like the most exciting part of the whole episode, though. <laughs> like. See, you didn't. I was. I thought it was interesting how everything was set up, and I thought seeing how the Rams. So the Rams are at what? Cal Lutheran, right? Okay. Is that the name of the school? I don't know. But 
but it's somewhere up in the valley, right? Yeah, yeah. So I believe it's Cal Lutheran. It's and pro- then I didn't realize that the Chargers were right there by that IKEA. I I didn't realize it either. A lot of a lot of that dresser, a lot of good products. Yeah, I mean, I here from like, that IKEA. I, I was like, oh man, if if it weren't for uh, if it weren't for COVID, that'd be a fun training camp to go to. Although I might get I might get the shivers as I go by IKEA. I will say it got me got me kind of hyped for Chargers. And then I realized I gave up my season tickets even though I don't think we're going to be allowed. Do you right. think there's any chance they allow Los Angeles fans? Not no. Not in California. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No. So, that was probably the smart move. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think the the fact of the matter is between it being the Chargers and the Chargers in LA, if they allow fans, I have a feeling if you call up and you're like, I want those tickets after all, they're going to be like, you got it, Andy. Well, they already refunded me. Yeah. But I'm saying if you call up and you're like, I want to give you that money back, they're like, we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Hard enough time filling fans when the whole, when the world wasn't on fire. Sure. You didn't like the porta potty thing at the end? That was great. Somebody shit in a porta potty? But I like how McVe- you know McVeigh understands the etiquette to bring it to the team's attention. You don't shit in a porta potty. You shit where you shit. You gotta nah, shit, man. No, 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 dude. If you're a member, of- now, now here's the only excuse, dude. I once showed up to a football game, hungover at Randall's Island in uh, New York, and prior to the game, I went into the woods and shit in the woods and took off my socks and wiped it, and then was sockless Joe Jackson. On the field, shit in that, uh, on the in the woods of Randall's Island. That's way more acceptable. I mean, if there was a porta potty there, I was using it. They got that blue sludge. Like one shit isn't even doing anything to a porta potty. Disagree. You need like two thousand shits. I to disagree. Make a porta potty. I think McVeigh's point was valid in saying if you're a player, go in and use the team facility. Why even have a porta potty? Then just pee on the sideline. That's why I think the Rams players. We're busting the crew's balls because the crew probably can't go in there. Right. Or there's restrictions. And I think they were probably right. I'd have been the guy with the boom mic being like, hey, I shouldn't have poured a potty. What do you do about it, Aaron Donald? You know, you never had to take a shit in your life? Guys, I, got to, I had to get up this morning, pound two cans of Starbucks coffee so I could follow you guys around all day getting nasal swabs. Which, by the doing, way. Doing running through. The nasal swabs. The whole other, th- yeah. Very confusing because even you you saw the one dude who had it before was like, touches your brain. And then they do this like light one there. What? What was that? As someone who's had the nasal swab? I mean, and it seemed like he had what I had. Yeah. She shoved it up my nose. I mean, to the point that my body... My bo- so I was sitting like this, and you know how your body sometimes does a natural reaction? Yeah. When she shoved it up my nose, my feet kicked. Yeah. Just naturally because I'm no, not- I haven't had it, but I've seen it. But like- They were doing a light one. Yeah. You got to- So the, what I wonder is, because you got to think that these teams are using oh, great like doctors, right? Of course. And that, like, 
it, it seemed like there was a lot of protocol there and it seemed like, I mean, they had, they even had like a step and repeat for like the, the medical facility that was like doing their promotion. I gotta believe that they like did some due diligence and like having, finding a place that is legit. But at the same time, Florida state's out there going like, these guys don't care about me at all. They're barely testing. Like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people, again, I haven't gotten it at all. I've seen a lot of people that like got the got the brain smash. Like me. And then and then the Chargers are just getting the whatever. Now, they did say that they were also having their blood taken for the antibodies. I don't know if maybe you can do the it's a two in one if it goes to your brain or something like that. I don't know. Maybe you can't do an antibody test unless you go to the the skull. Look, I I think I have a decent threshold to deal with shit. I hated it. I mean, I don't even think it's like a pain thing as much as it's like a... Oh, yeah. It's an awkward thing to... It is. Like, I hated it. Because my nurse even said tilt... It looked like they were doing it, but not as much. She's like, tilt your head back. Yeah, because like, I was coming on that. Yeah. Like, she was going up and under, and she didn't even really prepare me. I said, this is going to suck, isn't it? She goes, just tilt your head back. Like, she just went for it. And I think that's why my body reacted. Yeah. And what showed me is how different theirs were versus mine. Both my eyes just streamed naturally with water, right? Like, those guys seem pretty chill because... Because, yeah. It, it was... So, I tell you, I get my nose hairs waxed. Or I used to. It's pre-COVID. Yeah. Pre, pre-getting the manscaped. Yeah. Ear and nose tremor. Well, that came in the perfect time because yeah. I couldn't get it done anyway, right? And that and that's kind of what they look like their test. She, you know, put the wax in my nose and then put... I like that you're demonstrating this for us now. Put the strips yeah. and she'd pull. And it's a, we- it's a weird feeling too. Yeah. It just looked like they were Q-tipping their nose. Yeah. I liked it. I can't believe you didn't like it. I, liked- I, I just thought it was boring. I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah, there's a lot of protocols. The one, oh, we're all going to socially distance while we. The while one we dude was meeting. funny. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna be a character. The guy, the cornerback who's been on the practice squad, who was comparing the projects yeah. versus the suburbs. He was a giant for a minute. Oh, he was. Yeah, good, good, like like super athletic, like hella fast little guy. But like, yeah, he's. He struggled to stick around. I mean, he started for the Giants. I don't know if he started for the Giants, but he got PT for the Giants because the Giants are terrible. But uh, yeah, he he was he's an interesting character. The honestly, the only interesting part to me was the guy who was pissed off about getting cut. I I liked I liked that he went in doing the Ricky Vaughn. I'll tell you what, Mister Brown, you might think I'm shit now, but I'll be back. And every time I pitch against you, I'm gonna shove it up your fucking ass. Oh, he was fired up. He was heated. I liked it. I, I liked the line that Anthony Lynn said to Telesco, the GM of the Chargers, when he said, "This guy's walking it." He liked it, but then he also said, well, "Bro, you you ain't Antonio Gates." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. But he did. But he did like it. He came in and he was like, "Keep an eye on him, right?" Like, yeah. So, okay. 
We're going to do calls before we do that. Okay. Over under nine wins for the Rams. Uh, Over. Over under six wins for the Chargers. Ooh, six? Yeah. You're going to have Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. Mm. Six is a good. Is that their over under number? I'm guessing both these. Yeah. I'm assuming both of these are around there. Mm. I think over. They were they were good enough two years ago that I feel like they still have a lot of those guys on defense. That's what I'm saying. And They're, offense, actually. That's my point. They were good enough two years ago. I don't love Tyrod Taylor. I I mean, I think we're, I, we're I can't about that. see him without thinking about he who, who shall he who shall Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe I said it. Yeah. He who shall not be named. The the uh, one of the most brain dead idiots in the history of the Dirty Sports podcast. Who's that? Air Force fucking pilot now or whatever. The no, he's is. not. It's all farce. I mean, the Air Force accepts him. That's for sure. That happened. He's 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 dropping shit socks over Russia doing flybys. Yeah, I can't see Taylor without thinking about. That's the guy who owes me a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Well, Joe, you want to do some calls today? Let's do it. Before we finish the show with some calls, dirt balls. If you haven't gone to cushydreams.com, do yourself a favor and do that right now. Cushy Dream specializes in extraordinary CBD rich hemp flower, aka bud, and pre roll CBD joints. I love these. They've been so good for me this week. I've been running. My body's aching. I love smoking the pre-roll joints. It ships directly to your house in all 50 states. Remember, it's CBD, so they can ship it. So if you're sick of vaping and gummies and you want to smoke something, Cushy Dreams. I love Cushy Dreams. Andy, we've talked all about like The great thing with our sponsors today we're gonna go golf. All this stuff is literally all in my golf bag. Yes, I have I have a little tin. They they have the pre-packaged Ace of the Cookie Dream. I believe it's the Relax is the pink one. I think I have in there. So we'll hit that right before we hit the first tee at Penmar. Just, just loosen up this knee, loosen up this, loosen up all the rest of my body that's uh, overcompensating for this goddamned godforsaken knee, and just relax. Go to CushyDreams.com, that's K-U-S-H-Y.com, and at checkout, use promo code DIRTY for 15% off your first order. Once again, that's K-U-S-H-Y... Dreams. Dreams.com. Smoke your CBD, guys. You're going you're gonna to like it, trust me. It's good you're stuff. You're going to like the way you feel. Yeah, you will. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's do a couple calls. Let's get to a couple calls. Here we go. Hey, Dirty Sports. This is Kyle calling from Pismo Beach at the moment. And I had a question. It was for Tug. Uh, I know he appeared on Community, so I just wanted to see what it was like. That was, that's the wrong call. Of course I get one. We're going to save that one for you, Tug. All right. Tug. I didn't even know Tug was on Community. I didn't either. But apparently Tug was on Community. Let's try another one. What up, Joe and Andy? 
uh, long-time listener of the show, uh, Devin Gomboski up from Seattle. Um, shout out CC, former Enterprise employee, although I got fired for smoking pot on the job. <laughs> anyway, my question for you guys is which rookie wide receiver you guys think is going to break out? A lot of people like Jerry Judy from Denver Broncos. Some people like CeeDee Lamb from the Cowboys. Just want to know you guys think. Thanks. I think both of those guys are going to be great. I agree. Uh, I think Judy, who was like just exceptional in in college, college is it's hard not to. I think CD Lamb probably has like a maybe a, like a little bit of a better situation, uh, but I just think I just think if you look, I don't watch a lot of college football. But when it comes to the NFL draft and they break down these guys, and I watch it like as a guy who appreciates the technique of a wide receiver, Judy's technique is legit. Yeah. And obviously he's a freak athlete as well. I agree about the situation. Lamb's in a good situation. But at the same time, like I, I don't hate the Broncos situation either. Like I think I think it'll be a nice fit for him who else is big uh who, who are the other big names that are coming out there's there's a couple guys that i'm i'm forgetting now that i kind of liked as well rugs i didn't i didn't love the rug where did rugs end up i think he ended up on the, the Raiders. yeah the raiders i don't love that that's a that's a classic raiders fastest guy in the in the draft move Michael Pittman, he was second round. I liked him. SC went to the Colts. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, the LSU kid. Correct. Another second round. Denzel Mims from Baylor to the Jets. Brandon Ayuk, ASU, right? Correct. Niners. T. Higgins from Clemson to. The Bengals in the second round. Be okay. Jalen Ray was it Rieger? Rager? To the Eagles. The little, the little guy. They like Yeah. They like those little speedsters. Uh I mean, yeah, it's not it's not really going out on a limb to say Judy, but I like C D I think C D Lamb is more productive. Because he gets the help of Amari Cooper and Zeke, you know, guys they can spread it around. I'll take. I mean, just for fun, we should make a little bet on it because I'll say Judy will be more productive. Are we talking yards or receptions or both? Well, that we can do. Uh, we can do what. What I like to do is we'll do best two out of three yards, receptions, touchdowns. Perfect. All right. I mean, I'm taking the guy who will probably be their number one. Sure. But yeah, I think I think he he will be more productive, and I think he's better. All right, let's hear from our boy, John Smith. Welcome back, Andy. I know that we've talked about the coronavirus in the NFL football season. Will it happen? Will it not happen? And I'm more convinced now than ever they're going to push through this just like Major League Baseball. Now, hear me out. These guys that opted out, there were two forms of opting out. There was just the, I want to opt out, I want $150,000. But there were stipulations to that. That was in advance of next year's salary. So if those guys aren't on the roster next year, they have to pay that back. So 
uh, pretty crummy there. Uh, guys like Marcus Cannon from the Patriots that had cancer, he got 300000 Um He does not have to pay that back. But here's the big thing uh, with the salary cap. Next year's salary cap and the money lost, the owners are going to want to try to get that back as soon as possible, meaning that potentially there could be devastating cuts to the salary cap next year. Uh, if they don't play this year, those cuts will be even worse. So I seriously think the NFL is going to try to just push through this season just like the NBA, uh, with the uh, Major League Baseball, which has been a disaster so far. I uh, want to see what you guys think. Stay dirty, boys. Well, I appreciate it. We actually had not discussed the breakdown, and I'm glad you did that for us. So, yeah, so they get 300 if they were considered at risk, which was a lot of offensive linemen, 150K if they were not. And like John said, pushing through, I mean, I'll just repeat what I've said over and over and over about the NFL. I just don't think they give a shit, a single fuck about any single player at all. Not one person in the league matters to them. And uh, so I think that they'll push through. Like, I think... I think Aaron Rodgers could drop back for a snap, fall down untouched, and have it come out that he died of a of a immediate COVID attack, and they would still keep playing football. Yeah, I'm not sure they'd stop the play. No one is bigger than the league, or, or as the NFL says, the shield. They always have to protect the shield. Yeah, I I mean I'd just be shocked. I, I don't I don't know what it would take to be honest, to not have the season. Now, is that a full season? I don't know. But again, baseball, guys, the Cardinals have played five games. Like, yeah. I feel no one's talking about this. The Cardinals have played five games. Because no one's talking about baseball. Because no one ever talks about baseball. Because baseball is run like a gas station that's going out of business. Like, like if you're in the Cardinals and you say, you've played five games, the Reds have played 18, you're like, what? Right. Like, we've, we've played 13 less. Just call it the season. Yeah. Now, I, I brought up Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to go too deep into it, but do you think the Olivia Munn story, and people can do the research on their own to find out what we're talking about, do you think that's referencing Aaron Rodgers or do you think that's referencing somebody else? I think why is she saying it unless she's trying to reference Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it seems like she was doing like a – by the way, that's kind of a if if Olivia Munn and it was on Whitney Cummings podcast. If you're referencing Aaron Rodgers without saying his name, that's a bitch move. Well, there's a lot of factors in that. Like, then don't bring it up. Well, I think she was trying to do it without you know, like if it if it was him, she's doing him a favor. Okay, fair right? enough. Like. The, the idea that everybody's now that the, everybody's now talking about it, like we are, was it him or was it not him? It's totally different than if she says it was him. But I don't want to go too deep into it. But like you guys can talk, look at the story yourself. Basically, she said this one guy refused to do certain things to her. Refused, like was was never satisfying her. And talking uh, about going down on her. Yeah, and then also only wanted to have sex with the lights off from behind because maybe or maybe not they were like she kind of insinuated that this guy is into dudes and that's why he was putting himself in a situation a lot of people saying it's Aaron Rodgers my question to you is not that there's anything wrong with that 
But look, I don't. Yeah, it, if you had to put money, if you had to sprinkle a little bit of money on, she's she's saying this. Is she talking about Aaron Rodgers? Or is she not? I'd say yes. And and again, whatever. I like. I don't care. I'm not going to weigh in because I'm not trying to get sued. But I'm okay. Yeah. Glad to hear your take. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I again, I no, don't. Yeah, I think she is. Too. I don't really care. And I and I I've, I think I've made it known, right? Like, whatever. Again, I don't care because he's great in the football field, but. If we're going to talk about it, we're, we already are. I think that whole thing with Danica Patrick was all farce too. Right. It, it was. It was. It was set up to help both their careers. And to be honest, I think it helped Danica's more. Kept her in the limelight to date such a high-profile quarterback. It's funny that she said that there are certain things that he wouldn't do. There was like limits. You could almost say Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Limited. Mr. Limited. Oh, it's so cringeworthy. Other things that you won't do? Of course, because I'm Mr. Limited. That Russell Wilson video. This is the most cringeworthy thing of all time. I could barely get through it. (laughs) I could barely get through it, too. You you know what's cringeworthy? Mr. Mr. I'm. Unlimited. You know what's crazy for me? It's really tough for me. As as such a Russell Wilson stan, he is the biggest dork. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, this is where I can separate people, guys. We got to learn how to do this. They're they're on the field or court versus off. You, You can appreciate somebody, and then you're like, oh, my God. Now, since we were talking about it, though, there is this thing, and this is something a lot of people said. So, I mean, I think obviously the the effect that Mister Unlimited had on the breaking up of their defense had more to do with the fact that they are paying him a ton of money, which is just standard paying your quarterback a ton of money, especially sure. especially with his resume. But there is people who are like the fucking dudes on that defense didn't like Russell Wilson. And that's another factor. And when you look at that, when you look at the difference between Richard Sherman in interviews and that, you got to feel like Richard Sherman and being like, I'm the fucking best in the world. Isn't hanging out with Mr. Unlimited. I'm sure they're not hanging out. But then again, (laughs) Dennis Rodman never hung out with Michael Jordan. And Earl Thomas did have... Russell Wilson at his wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, there's probably guys he got along with, guys that Russell Wilson didn't get along with. I mean, it's not... Well, you bring up the Jordan thing, but it was like, Jordan was like, I let him do his thing, but I respected him. I could see Richard Sherman being like, Mr. Unlimited is a fucking dork. He respected him. Every guy on that Seahawks team respected Russell. They didn't have to like him because he's such a dork. They respected him. His, his, his There's no way any of those players did not respect him because his play on the field exudes that you're going to get respect. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 I, I don't think it's a matter of I mean, I, mean playing, I think it's a matter of like feeling like you're getting less respect than a guy. I mean, I'll just say it. I think, I think Russell Wilson I mean, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory 100%. A lot of these guys are. ESPN recently did a thing where they put percentages on every team's starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
which I thought was interesting. What Hall of Fame percentages? Yes. Okay. They put him at ninety percent, which I what, where I just gotta I just gotta know where's uh where was Jameis? Oh, he wasn't. He's not a starter, so he didn't make the list. Yeah, I mean they did everybody, even like Tua and Bur- yeah. guys who were just drafted. Yeah, and I know, and it's a lot of projections. Yeah, Jameis didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't qualify for the list. Thanks for reminding me that somebody wrote a book. About Jameis Winston being a sure thing lock Hall of Famer. Do you want to do one last call? Sure. We'll wrap it up. We gotta hit the links. I know. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Calling in, um just wanna talk a little hockey. So I know you guys don't talk much hockey. I don't watch much hockey, but the playoffs is unlike anything else. So I was watching a little bit today and I'm starting to wonder if the most athletic people in the world are hockey players. Um, the amount of skill that it takes to play hockey, I think is, takes more skill than any other sport. Um, I know baseball, hitting a baseball is hard, but everything else about baseball, it's like fucking five-year-olds do. Basketball, every fucking person in the world plays basketball. You know, not obviously at a high level, but as long as you can jump, you can dunk. It doesn't take much more than that. Um, football, I think, is wide receiver maybe it's a lot but just actual skill i think hockey is number one so i just wonder what you guys think later i think we've had this discussion before we have and and i think he danced around something that is like uh there's a more precise way to say it first of all the baseball besides hitting any fiber it's like it's uh, that's that's one of the worst takes i've ever heard <laughs> It's one of the single worst takes I've ever heard. Outfield, just tracking fly ball, like angles in the outfield, throws from the outfield, like the the technique of turning double plays in the middle infield, the technique of being at first base, like the, the first base technique. There's so much to first base technique. Catching technique. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Catching technique, being a great catcher, is ridiculously hard and is I don't know what it takes to be a hockey goalie but being a technical being Yadier Molina Yadier Molina is a more skilled athlete than most hockey players Uh, and I I don't know if I agree with that okay but here is the here's the thing hockey what I think hockey uh, on skates bro okay that that's second nature to those guys at that point like the skating is talk about what five year olds do, they they sorted the skating part out at six. The know, rest man. of it is now. I, I, I here, think, here's I think, what I'll say. I think where hockey, I think people get confused, and they try to. Do, the, the, he's talking about skill, but then he's talking about athletes. I think hockey is the most impressive blend of the two. I I would say that. Baseball is a very skilled game. I mean, the, God damn it, being a baseball pitcher, the uh, the technique involved in all that is insanity. But but baseball pitchers, they all they always get called as they're the not athletes of the bunch. Now you get a guy like a Jacob Degrom who's a fucking freak athlete, and they're awesome. You look at some first baseman, maybe they're not the most athletic guys. So I think hockey is the most impressive blend of the two but the idea of comparing athleticism 
in the NBA with athleticism and hockey is offensive. Well, look, I, I they're all obviously very difficult. I think his point, this is what I think, and I actually just had this discussion when I was in St. Louis. One of my friends played minor leagues. He now, he works with hockey players. He manages a lot of their money. So we're watching hockey. We're watching games while I was in St. Louis. And just the skill level, like all the sports, is so good. I think what he's saying is, and I see this, you could toss a basketball to anybody and we could go on the court and play. You toss somebody a pair of ice skates, can you even skate? Yeah, but you know what You know what the difference between basketball is? You could be the world's single best shooter of the basketball and never sniff the NBA. I would bet that the world's best shooter of the basketball isn't in the NBA. You have to be able to get your shot. But do you see my point of like, I I had not ice skated, I couldn't tell you how long. No lie, probably like 20 years, 25 years. I did it over Christmas break, or I did it here in Santa Monica at the, the rink that they set up around Christmas. I mean, like, it took me a few minutes. You're like, holy shit. But... I, to me, that's like. But 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 the, here's an interesting thing. That that's that's the baseline. Here's it. an interesting thing though. I went with the woman I used to nanny for and her son, who's now in the seventh grade. He is like a stud pitcher, like select team. Like he's he's taller than me already. He, he's on a trajectory. I would I would say, from talking to her, and seeing him, I'd say he's on a trajectory to play Division One baseball. He couldn't even skate, but it, it's t- it's totally. It's, but like I'm talking, he couldn't even. But you're it. That has nothing to do with anything. It's it's like saying, uh, a, a race car. I've never even driven a car 200 miles an hour. I'm not even qualified to be it. It's like the guys who are NASCAR drivers. They've been driving 150 miles an hour since they were 15. Like you're you're that's that's the baseline. Of it, yeah, it all happens on ice. It all happens on skates. Great, okay. They're not the technical skater that a guy who's doing a fucking triple axle is. So it's not like they're the world's best ice skaters. It's a combination of the fact that it's a endurance game. Although that's a little overblown for me. Sometimes you got to skate for two and a half minutes, three minutes at a time. No, now you go hard. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, that is. That's a shift in hockey. I'm saying that's not overblown. Okay. But my point is, this is set up so that these guys... You're not having the guy who's playing 40 minutes in the hockey game. I'll say this much. I think athletically, I think baseball players are the least athletic. But the, the, it, you got to look at positionally versus... Fair. And everything. Fair enough. Who Who's a better athlete? A wide receiver who's 6'5", you know, 185 pounds and can jump out the gym or a guy whose body is physically built not to be that athletic 
in in being an offensive tackle, but still having insane hand and foot speed. Your body is built to be slow, but you're not. You've you've blown you've 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 de- de- you know defied the logic of athleticism. Look, I think it's an inter- interesting. My, my point is from position to position in different sports. Fair enough. Is like, okay, is Bartolo Colon the baseline? Or is Mike Trout the baseline? I agree. Like, that, I was, that, that's I a was totally different thing. I was literally just thinking David Wells and Mike Trout. Yeah, it's it like it's not it's not the same. Tom Brady, it, you know, you look at his you look at his uh, draft, you know, photos, but he was also a drafted baseball player. It's like, but the idea, the best athletes in the world, the best athletes, strictly athletes, are in the NBA. There are guys who are six ten. That can do things that their bodies physically shouldn't be able to do. You're six ten. What you should be doing is laying down all the time. Well, look. The truth is, I don't know, and probably you too. I don't. I'm not educated enough on hockey. I think it's a. It's probably of the major sports the best combination of skill and athleticism from position to position. Look. End of story. If you play professionally at any level, you're an athlete. That's. I'll just leave it at that. And 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 it's up for debate. I, I don't know. Hotline 310-359-8365. Thank you for the calls, and we'd like to hear from some more people. So drop a call on our hotline. That's the show, Dirtballs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram. At Joe Prano on Venmo. Fix Your Life on Twitter. That's it. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, all the support. As always, Have a great week. Enjoy sports this weekend. And don't forget, stay dirty.